Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Hey guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the show and a new episode of our series, Ask Rach Live. So hopefully you have seen me talking about my podcast tour that I'm on right now. It's called Happy in the Same Pants and it's a conversation about how we hold joy at the same time that we hold pain. How do we hold goodness at the same time that we hold grief? This is something that I've gone through a lot in my life and I wanted to have conversations with y'all about it. I will tell you that the tour is like 95% funny stories. We are having a blast. I hope that you will join us in an upcoming city. It's Nashville, Atlanta, coming to San Diego, Sacramento, and a few more that I have not announced yet. But in every single city stop, I do a live Q&A with the audience. So as much as there's funny stories, there's also real talk. There's also a unique conversation that can only happen in that specific city, in that specific room on this particular night, which I love. It means that every conversation in every single city is slightly different than the one before it. And today, I wanted to bring you some of those moments from Ask Rach Live. This is where women in the audience have asked me questions. And so far on tour, I have had questions about everything, about how to make a change in career, about how to start a small business, about how to help a college-aged child with emotional insecurity and how to help them sort of find their wings and fly. I've had questions about losing a parent. I've had questions about finding love. I'm getting it all, which is so fantastic because something magical happens when we all get in a room together. Not only am I having a conversation with the person asking a question, but you have this group of 500 women and a few good dudes who are holding space for truth and the hard stuff and working through things. And there's something incredible that happens when you're looking at another person and you're seeing your own story reflected back at you. I thought that maybe y'all would like to hear these stories and that's what I'm bringing you today. 
These are a couple of really cool moments from the tour and I'm gonna put a link in the show notes if you wanna grab your tickets. I don't know how many more cities I'm gonna be adding, so keep your eyes peeled for what's coming next and I super, super, super hope that you will come hang out with us and laugh a little, maybe cry a little, definitely get some motivation, but also meet some like-minded people in your community. Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Okay, this says, Rachel, what is one piece of advice you have for someone who is grieving? This is from Noelle. Noelle, do you want to talk about this? I said, yeah, she's right here. Uh, Can we get her a mic? Just so Noelle knows, um, if you have been in this room, or if you're in this room and you have gone through grief or are going through some kind of grief process, will you just raise your hand so she understands she's not alone? Yeah, I think most of us in our life will go through um, something. So uh, tell us what's going on. Um, I just want to say thank you to you. You've really helped me. Um, I lost my mom two years ago. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, she's my best friend and my person and um, been through a lot since then. Um, but your last book that you wrote really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, thank you. So um, tell me what's going on that you feel like you wanted to ask this question, like it's still something that's really hanging over you? Yeah, I um, have been going to therapy for about a year, um, and my dad is getting remarried. He just told me this week, so uh, (laughs) it's kind of a lot. Yeah, so that's bringing up a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, The things that that's bringing up, that daddy's getting remarried, what, what are the emotions that you're feeling? Um, I just feel like my mom is going to be forgotten. Mm, Impossible. Absolutely impossible. We can feel her in this room because we can feel how much you loved her. Can you guys feel that? Yeah. (laughs) And she's with you. Like, she's always, always, always with you. That's never going to go away. Do you, um, and I don't know your situation or the context, so your dad could be a super jerk, um, and if he is, screw that guy, uh, but is there a part of you that could understand a desire to move on for him, or you feel like, no, he should wander the earth forever alone yeah. and sad? And that's it, is like, I understand why yeah. he's doing it, and but I it's, want what's best for him. Yeah, but it still hurts. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do you like the choice that he's made? Um, well, that's the fun part, is okay. I've only met her one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. For like 10 you minutes. know what? Because men are dumb, yes, okay? <laughs> they, they do that sometimes. They They're do, like, yeah. bounce back <laughs> four days later, and I'm married. We just got pregnant. You're like, what's happening? Correct. Yes. <laughs> I think what pops in my head, number one, is to understand um, 
to be graceful with yourself in this process because grief is long. It's long. And I feel like sometimes in life, people want us to get over our grief faster than we're able to. It's like, why are you still sad? You know, why is this still happening? Why is this something? And when it's something that's especially internal to you, uh, it feels, it just feels kind of impossible because now you're trying to meet the expectations of who they want you to be in this moment, not how you're actually feeling. And um, I, what's popping in my head is uh, I lost a baby. Um, I lost a baby. And um, I couldn't get over it. I could not get over it. Has anyone ever um, lost a baby, had a miscarriage? Yeah. Um, I just couldn't move past it. And it was this deeply internal thing because nobody else, well, frankly, nobody else really knew. And um, I, I just didn't, I, I, I couldn't move. And I, I just wanted to cry. And I just wanted to be angry. And I just wanted to have bad days. But I felt like I needed to be stronger. I needed to show up or I needed to do the thing. And that process was very long for me. And it lasted as long as it needed to. And for that particular thing, for the loss of the baby, for the loss of people that I loved, I, I have lost a lot of people in my life. Um, sometimes it still hits you out of nowhere. Sometimes it still takes my breath away. Sometimes I, I don't even know how we're here. You know, I don't know how we're going into July. And this year, I don't even want to talk about it. Like, it's still that raw for me that I don't know how um, these things happen. Like, how is someone here one moment and then they're not? But this is life. And so you have to allow yourself to feel whatever you feel, to process whatever you process. And in case you need it, because sometimes we all need a reminder, emotional boundaries are not you telling someone else how to behave. An emotional boundary is you saying to someone, if you want to interact with me, this is what's allowed. If you don't want to interact with me, go do you. But you are allowed to put some emotional boundaries in place with your dad right now and say to him, like, I totally get it. I'm happy for you on some level. You can understand this is a little weird for me. So these are some of the things that, like, I'm not going to feel. I maybe I don't know what it will be like for you, but maybe you're like, I, I don't feel comfortable coming to the engagement party or I don't feel comfortable doing this thing or because that's just where I'm at in my process. I love you. I'm rooting for you. But, like, I need you to not, you know, make out with her in front of me or whatever. An emotional boundary is just saying, if you come into my space, this is how I need you to behave. And so as you go through this grief process, you have to hold your emotional boundaries in place. Don't try and be the good girl. Don't try and be who everybody wants you to be. Be who you need to be in this moment. And if it's helpful, imagine yourself as a younger version of you, right? Whatever age, I think we all have an age that's sort of been frozen inside of us. Maybe you have a picture of yourself when you were 10 or 12 or six. Imagine that you are taking care of that little girl because that's really who's having the hardest time in this moment. And so it, even if it's hard for you to maybe stand up for yourself because you're like, I'm an adult, I should be able to handle this, right? I see you laughing, uh, right? You're like, I should be stronger, I should. It's not only you, it's a younger version of you that's showing up right now and is screaming and crying and grieving for her mama. And you're still trying to deal with that and now you've just seen, and this is such a hard thing that we all have to go through, maybe for the first time ever, you just realize your daddy is a human. 
Oh, and that's brutal. It's brutal when we realize that all the stuff that we go through, that we make mistakes on, that we don't know how to figure out, they also walk through that road. So you can own and hold space for the fact that he is human as long as you give yourself that same grace. Because I think bitterness and rage comes from us giving other people a gift we don't give ourselves. It's like me getting mad at the kids and like aggressively cleaning the kitchen. It's because I'm like, I just want to rest and you guys just get to lay around and I have to do all this stuff and da 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 da. What's really going on in here is I'm exhausted. And I'm, I'm, do you ever do that as a parent or, or to your spouse in your mind? You're like, oh, I wish I could just sit around and watch old episodes of Grey's Anatomy. You totally can. It's like we do these things for other people, we give them grace. And in a lot of ways, grace is giving someone the opposite of what they deserve in that moment. But we're only able to pour out that grace on other people if we're giving it to ourselves. So just go slow and also, not even kidding, do you know about a rage room? Do you all know what a rage room is? They definitely have them in Salt Lake City. Best believe I've beat the shit out of some Yes. before. <laughs> you go into a room, you put on protective clothing, you take a bat and you beat the crap out of like computers, TVs, glass bottles, whatever. Uh, like stuff comes out of you from like your ancestors. Like things come out. You didn't even know you were mad about like seventh grade stuff comes out of you. It is amazing. Allowing that stuff to come out when it needs to come out, whether it's tears, whether it's um, anger, whether it's laughter, whether it's um, sleep, it's like whatever that is, allow your body to process it. And just know that it takes a long time. Thank you. You're welcome. Guys, give it up for her. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. 
Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Okay, this is our last question. And I'm glad last week in Phoenix, all of the questions were about parenting. And I was a little worried tonight. Not that you couldn't handle it, but I was like, what if there aren't parents in the room? They don't want to listen to me talk about kids. If anything, if you don't have kids and you hang out with me, I'm going to convince you to just live your life free and easy. (laughs) Just chop your balls right off. Just get them out. Okay. What is your best advice on parenting a young adult? I have a 19-year-old daughter and she struggles with she struggles on her own and I struggle when to help and when not to help. Do you want to talk or do you want me just to Okay, great. Fantastic. Oh, oh, see, we already had a moment. We're coming back again. Is Chando your 19-year-old daughter? Okay. Can we get her a microphone real quick? And will you stand up for us and tell us your name? I'm Karen. Hi Karen. Hi Rachel. Uh, so tell me um, what's going on with your daughter? Um, okay, she's 19, um, and she moved out right the day she turned 18, and decided she got accepted to go to college in another state. Her dad and I assisted her, and thought, okay, she's on her own. She hasn't gone to college. She's struggling job after job after job. Um, she, I don't want to get upset. She's heard all this. <laughs> um, she talks about how it's just been very hard for her because she wants so much to succeed, but she can't hold a job. She doesn't know why. She says sometimes it's hard for her to get up in the morning to be able to go and even think about going to work. She asks for money all the time. and Okay, stop I, giving her that. I did. Okay, great. That's step number one. This, she did, as of like yesterday. Okay, right. Look at her. She's like, I did that no, no, 12 no. hours ago. I didn't give it to her. I'm just teasing. Um, I'm just teasing. But the thing that rattles me, because I'm going to be 55. Um, I have a younger daughter who's autistic, and she may be with us a little longer than we had planned. But with my oldest, um, she talked about suicide because she said, Mom, I'm worried about getting evicted. I don't know if I can do this. And I struggle. I don't. I can't really sleep at night because, gosh, I sound like this is a therapy thing. I can't believe it. It is therapy, by the way. No. This is group therapy. Don't worry. I'm going to make you laugh again in a minute. You're going to be fine. I don't normally do this, so I'm so sorry. Um, Um, I want you guys to know, too, that Karen, at the top of her note, I literally wrote, sorry, exclamation point, exclamation point, with her question. Girl, I literally wrote a book about that. I know. I read it. Don't apologize. (laughs) I read it. 
every person in this room, especially Esteban, <laughs> is holding space for you right now. Every person in this room has their version of this. So don't apologize. There's a hundred notes in here and the universe had me pick out your card so that you could stand here and understand that we're all holding space and that we see you. Thank you. Yeah, so just be here with us. Um, so uh, a couple of things. Let's approach this first from just being 19. Okay, we'll, take, we'll talk about the emotional stuff in a minute. But just being 19 years old, being 19 is so freaking hard. It always was hard, it always will be hard, but now it's hard with a screen that shows you a perfect life that you are not able to achieve, right? So at any moment, she can pick up her phone and see a bunch of people who are just doing it better than she is. So why would she be motivated to get out of bed every day? Why would she wanna keep showing, like all of these things are stacking, it all feels hard, and she has a perfect example of all the things she's not? That's incredibly daunting. So on the one hand, for a 19-year-old who is just being 19, my, my advice, and I don't have a 19-year-old, my oldest is 16, but what I would say is you have to stop saving her. You have to stop saving her. And I mean financially. You'd be like, baby girl, I'm here for you. We will talk it through. We will be your, we are your cheerleaders. We are here for you in every way. But if you keep saving her financially, she has no reason to go to work. And you could say, oh my gosh, I love you. The junior college here in town is amazing. Your old bedroom's still available. Like mom and daddy got you. I don't know if that's true, but like, come on back. Come on back to Salt Lake City. We got you forever. But if you wanna do this, if you wanna pursue something that's hard, it's gonna be hard. And so I think what I'm, what I'm trying to do with my kids and I think is really important for this generation, for like teenagers and the young teens, is for us to explain that life is hard. Life is hard. It is hard to get your first job. It is hard to figure out how to hold one down. It's hard to figure out how to pay rent. It's hard to figure out how to not like blow all the money on your credit card and then end up in debt. Like all those pieces are difficult. And at least for me, maybe not for you guys, but at least for me, I learned how to be an adult by failing as a teenager. I learned what it was like to have your power shut off, your phone shut off. I learned that if you are gonna have your car repossessed, you park it around the corner from your house so that the man can't find it. Like, you get yourself into situations where you go, never again. I never wanna go through something like that again. This experience sucked so much that I'm gonna work hard to figure out how to not do it again next time. Now, that being said, it is terrifying how much teenage girls especially are struggling emotionally. And if you look at the science and you look at the data, there's one thing. It started in 2011, we saw suicide rates in teenage girls can start to rise. We saw anxiety grow, depression grow. One thing started in 2011, and that is social media being available to anyone, anywhere, all of the time. So. It's also something that we have to be talking about to our kids, to our teenagers, to our friends of like, this thing is not real life. This is not real life. And what I try and tell my teens especially is I'm like, when you go on to something, when you get off of it, if you don't feel better, if you don't feel energized, 
Stop doing that thing. My Instagram feed, if, if you follow me, I, I'll share a lot in my stories, stuff that I like. It is almost exclusively spiritual stuff. Someone's like, here's how to open your third eye. I'm like, yes, I don't know what that means. Tell me everything. Dog videos, things that will make you cry, jokes, and like pictures of the ocean. My feed on social media is joyful. It makes me so happy. And anytime I encounter something in there that makes me feel less than, not as cool, like I start to go, oh, is that what abs are supposed to look like? I didn't know that. Like anything that I'm like, I unfollow that fast. Why would you continue to go to something over and over and over that makes you feel like shit? If your phone, whatever you're doing on your phone is not improving your life, stop doing it. And if you don't understand that a phone and scrolling obsessively on a phone is equal to numbing with alcohol or drugs or porn or um, obsessively shopping or whatever, like this is the new addiction. And it is hurting our kids. So she has had something stacked against her since she became a teenager. It is the environment that they're living inside of. So I think to the best of your ability, if you're genuinely concerned like she's really struggling with this, then why don't you just say, you know what, girl, everybody, we're not always ready to do the thing we wanna do yet. And if you feel like you're not ready, come on back. Come on back, your comforter's still, I just washed it the other day, it's ready to go. But understand that if you come back, it's so that my biker gang's here. <laughs> but understand that if you come back, it's so that you can have support from our community, not so that you can still struggle to go to work. Like, let's, let's get back, let's get in a good vibe, let's find you some people that you can, let's find you some things that you can do. Like, this is a great solution for you, but it's either, you're gonna have to live with your mom and dad, which kinda sucks when you're 19, so that might be catalyst enough for her to make some moves, or you're gonna come on back home and we're gonna figure this thing out as a family. But the other thing that I just wanna remind you and every parent in this room is it doesn't matter if your kid is two months old or 19, she can feel the way you feel about her. Your expectation for her right now is that she's struggling and she can't handle it. That is your expectation. And you are one of the most pivotal forces in her life. And that's not something bad that you are doing, that's like a mama thing, right? But if that's what one of the most important people in her life thinks, that's what she's gonna think about herself. So when you interact with her, and this can be something you do when you're not with her, when you're on the phone with her, when you're anything, and you're energetically sending her good thoughts, whatever, I want you just to start like obsessively thinking about how awesome she is. What are the characteristics that make her special? Why is she the best? Focus on the stuff that she is so good at and let that fill your being so that every time you interact with her, like right now, if The Rock came out here, because he's one of my favorites, The Rock, if The Rock came out here, there is only one energy that we expect The Rock to walk on stage with. There's only one. Our expectation of The Rock is that he's walking on stage as the mother effing rock. <laughs> and so if you expected The Rock on the phone 
and got someone who was really low and really depressed and like couldn't get to work on time, you'd be like, holy crap, what's going, this isn't you? But instead, when she tells you that she's really struggling and she can't go to work on time or whatever, you're like, oh, honey, I'm assuming. You have compassion, you feel with her, you meet her where she's at, because that's what you expected to find. So change the energy that you are bringing into this relationship. Use discernment about whether or not this is something you're like, baby girl, come on back home. But no matter what you guys decide to do as a family, expect greatness from her. Expect excellence. Expect that she is gonna soar. Expect that she is gonna blow us all away. Expect that maybe she takes a year off and kind of figures herself out, and then she goes and makes the whole world explode because she's so amazing. Expect that. Expect that of yourself and expect that of her. Can I ask Karen? Yes. Is this something that you ever struggle with in yourself? Anxiety or fear or worried that you're not enough? Yes. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, everything you said, I do do that. When I get on the phone with her, she has no idea. I cry to my husband and Good. I cry to my friend. I always am like, you got this, because she's so smart. Right. She's amazing. She right. wants to be a veterinarian. She's amazing. Um, but yes, I do. I do. But do you actually believe it? That she will? No, no, no. When you're telling her, like, babe, I you do. got this. Like, but do you... Are you, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like the energy that you give someone, like you told us, I'm worried about my daughter and Chando knows you're worried about your daughter. There is no way that you are interacting with her no matter how much of a cheerleader you are. There's no way she's not feeling that even if it's subconscious. That's true. So just, it's something that you can work on in yourself. It will raise the energy that you bring to the vibe, to the relationship. I know it sounds weird, but the kid in your life that's annoying you the most, I'm not saying she's annoying, but if you got an annoying kid, start obsessing over their awesome qualities, right? Like, oh, they're really funny and they're so sweet to the dog when they're not lighting his tail on fire, whatever. Like, just focus on the good stuff because whatever you start to see becomes your reality. Maybe she's way stronger than you realize. And I know like there's, there's lots of factors in this one. And like without, you know, a couple hours, those are just a few ideas, is like meet her with an energy that sees who she could be, not who she is right now. Have a real honest conversation about what needs to happen in her life and stop saving her financially. That's what Thank I you so say. much. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Guys, give it up for her. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas? The food. 
It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach. So what's going on at work? Uh, I hate my job. You hate your job. I love what I do, but I hate the amount of work it costs me. And I feel like I'm missing out on my kid's life because of it. Yeah. Anyone else identify with what Jen said? Yeah. Okay. So Jen, can you give us an example of what that looks like? I work, I start work every morning at 6 a.m. at home. So I work from 6 to 7. Then I get my kids up. We get ready. I take them to school and then I drive into the office. And then I work until about 4.30 or 5.30. Okay. Uh, What do you do? I'm an accounting manager okay. for and a government contract company. So, uh, And why that many hours? Uh, there's just that much work. And then we just laid off my coworker. So now I've incorporated her work as uh, well. Is it your company? Not my company. Uh, so it's your company and you're making all of the money Correct. that they saved when they laid off the coworker? Right, right. No, right, okay. Absolutely um, So just because just I just want to <laughs> track this. Um, and I'm being a little bit silly, but sometimes it's very helpful to hear someone just repeat it back to you. Uh, so you work 12 or 13 hours a day. Yes. For someone else. Yes. And you just took on the workload of someone that they laid off so they could save funds. um, And you don't uh, get any of the profit for the company. Nope. Right. Um, How long have you been at this business? Uh, It'll be four years next month. Okay. Have you started looking for another job? No. Why? For the reason you said earlier, I'm too busy to take on one more thing. (sighs) That's fucking real. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, (laughs) we did it! Now, I want to, because here's the thing. Here's the thing that I want you to understand. If Jen doesn't touch in with her intuition and understand why she's making this choice, because it's not that you're too busy, if you don't understand why 
you'll get another job and repeat this again. Right. So um, have you ever done something like this before? Taken on more than you should have? Taken on other people's like stuff? This. Okay. Um, and uh, is it that you love the company? You love... My boss. You love your boss? I absolutely love my boss. Okay. And um, they have no other option other than you? Uh, last year, two of our... So there was four of us. And then one left because he moved to Washington. Uh, had a baby moved. We hired someone else, and then the senior who was above me also quit at the same time. And my boss was trying to retire, so I feel a little trapped. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything like this in your life with family or parents where you felt like you needed to take care of them? No, I have the most supporting family okay. on the planet. Um, are you the only human on the planet that your boss could get to do this job? It feels that way, but most likely, no, of course not. There's yeah. always someone else that can do it. Right. Um, are you the only mama that Absolutely your kids not. can... Oh, my uh, kids? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I no, no. finished that before you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get it. It's a really decent thing to want to take care of someone that you admire and that you've worked with for four years and that has done these things. But every yes to the boss is a no to your kids. Yep, and uh, I feel it. Yeah, have you ever just tried to say, I can work from nine to five? Um, I've actually just started recently, just kind of adamantly saying, I'm not gonna keep doing this. Like, and, and are they respectful? Yeah, yeah, okay, she's great. very respectful. So um, why do you still start work at 6 a.m.? Um, I like to read my emails and start the day that way, but I probably should do my own thing at 6 a.m. Oh, workout or things like that. Do you think it's possible that you might just be in a routine? Yes and no. I think it's drinking and putting some energy away. Instead of drinking, I put myself into work. Yeah, yeah, it's workaholism for sure is yeah. a way that we distract ourselves. What would happen if on Monday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, you just had coffee and meditated and did some gratitude work, maybe took a walk? Probably helped my blood pressure a lot because right. I've been having medical issues because of it. Right. Um, Can I be real with you right now, Jen? Absolutely. Um, my kids just lost their dad because he didn't take his medical issues seriously. I'm really sorry about oh, that. Oh, no, no. I don't want you no, to be sorry. No, I'm really sorry about that. Thank in, you. Anyways. Thank you. But I just, um, I'm going to talk about this a lot of this idea that we are as sick as our secrets that when you don't take care of your health because you think, man, next week, next Monday, when the kids are older, when my boss retires, when this happens, then I'll take care of myself, then I'll take care of myself. And I, um, you know, I saw him the day that he died, and I can tell everybody in this room he didn't think he was going to die that night. Tomorrow is not a guarantee, ever, ever, ever. We do not know how many days that we have left on this earth. I have done so many conferences, so many conferences, where I'll hear a month later or two months later that someone who was in the room died in a car accident, you know, got sick, something happened, died of COVID. And in that room, they were sitting there, they were jumping up and down, they were planning their lives. They're like, I'm about to be the best mama. I'm about to be the best friend. I'm about to do this and this and this. They had all of these plans for their life because they thought that they had someday. And this is it. This is all you've got. Monday, what if it's your last Monday? 
I know it's crazy and it sounds so morbid, but it could go that fast. And if it did, would you be proud of the way that you're living your life? Would you be proud of how you're showing up for the kids? Would you be proud of how you're taking care of yourself? And I don't say that from a place of shame, and I hope you don't feel that. But we don't know when it's done. We don't know when that's it. And if you keep showing up in this way, if you keep burning the candle at both ends, if you keep letting the blood pressure go, if you keep, if you keep, if you keep, Maybe you'll be fine. Maybe you'll live to be 100, but what is the quality of your life? Right. How bad does it have to get before you make a change? Do you know the answer to that question? It got pretty bad a week ago, so it's, I'm already making changes. Good. Not the best. It's a very slow process, but yeah. I'm addressing it, the medical side of it, at least. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't have talked about him tonight for sure, except that I feel really strongly that you need to hear that. Thank you. Don't, don't fuck around with this. I won't. Like maybe you are sitting here tonight for this moment to hear how serious it is. And even if it's not, even if like the angels are laughing because they're like, she's living to be 150. <laughs> We're gonna cryogenically freeze her and then bring her back later. That'd be weird. Maybe. <laughs> But, just in case, live like tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Live like tomorrow isn't guaranteed. There are a lot of ways to pay your bills. There are a lot of ways to show up for this boss and this mentor that you love. There are a lot of ways to energetically love on them, to support them as a friend, to be there for them, but to just say, hey, and you have a fantastic excuse. For my health, I have to take a step back right now. There's so many ways that you can do this thing. Don't say that you're too busy. This, this moment, this body, this is all you've got. I say it all the time. I'm what do you busy. say? I'm too busy. I say it all the time. Yeah. It's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. You're not too busy. You're too distracted. Slow down. That's the name of the game. This is the, the mantra that I keep saying to myself. We're going to slow down. We're going to slow down so that we can be conscious, so we can hear what this is saying, so we can hear what the guides are telling us, so we can see the signs, so we can go to a comedy show where a chick pulls us out of a crowd of 200 people at random and has an entire conversation about our health. Because that's what the guides wanted tonight. There are no accidents. Jen, make a promise to us. Make a promise to yourself. You're not going to mess around with this anymore. I promise I will not mess around with this anymore. Yeah. You guys, give it up for Jen. Um, one more. I'm curious, one more. We talked about, um, thank you for that honesty. Um, we talked about um, this idea of why we keep doing things that we know we shouldn't do, why we're not listening to this inner wisdom. And she said that she struggles with it in business. Is there anyone else who feels like they're struggling with mindset or relationships or, yeah, yes ma'am. Oh yeah, no, if you raise your hands, like you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Missy, will you give her the mic? Um, <laughs> I am Nicole. Nicole, guys give it up for Nicole. <laughs> 
And Nicole, you gotta, you gotta hold that mic up right here. I know you're so happy that you raised your hand. Right. Um, so tell me how you feel like you're struggling right now. Um, so I've always struggled to listen to my intuition in relationships. I've always knew here and here, like run for the door and mm. I wouldn't listen. And then I got into a relationship. I was listening to here, you know, um, everything's great. And then he left, you know, just out of nowhere. Mm. So it's like, if I listen to my intuition or if I don't, it's like in relationships with men, it's just, it's not good. Uh, has anyone ever felt like she feels? Will you raise your hand? Will you turn around and just look at the room real quick? Just because I want you to know that you're not the only one, first of all. Break it. Come here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let's hug it out. Hold on. Okay. All right. Now, let me climb back up here. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Um, I know I'm probably going to tell you stuff that other people have told you. But in the same way that Jen listened, I want you to hear this as something that some, someone bigger wanted you to get tonight. Um, he didn't leave because you listened to your intuition. He left because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Because if he wasn't, he'd still be here with you. He'd be very uncomfortable like Mitchell right now. <laughs> Right? And I know it's brutal when someone that you want doesn't want you back. Right? That's brutal. But why would you want to be with someone who doesn't get how amazing you are? Right? Yeah. So can I ask, like, can we just be real for a second? Um, was he, um, I don't know, um, the guy that plays Aquaman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you who he hooked up with when he got divorced? I wish. <laughs> right. Um, was this guy, was it uh, the reincarnation of Zeus? No. <laughs> right. Were there things about him that, um, like, was everything perfect, perfect, perfect? Or were there perhaps things that you were like, well? Um, probably uh, emotionally unavailable. Right. That was the big thing. Okay, so um, you said you were listening to your intuition, mm -hmm. but that you were with a guy who was emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm going to tell you is you weren't listening to your intuition. Because this inside of us, this is divine. This is not you. This is something much greater than you. This is the wisest version. This is the biggest. It can't even be contained in your body. We try and make it very small and very quiet, but this thing is, it's God within us. It's massive. And it doesn't err incorrectly. So when you were with this man who was emotionally unavailable to you, but I'm guessing maybe tick some boxes in your imagination of what you wanted in a partner. Mm -hmm. Right. So like on paper... Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so are we sure that we were listening to this and not to this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, so he's emotionally unavailable, and how did that make you feel? Abandoned. Abandoned. How yeah. did that feel in your body? Um, anxiety. Anxiety? Yeah. Where does anxiety show up for you? Like, where in your body? Can you think uh, about it? In my stomach. In your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> 
anxiety in your stomach. Because I'll tell you that anxiety for me is in my heart. My heart starts to pound. When my stomach gets upset, which just happens to be your gut and your intuition, <laughs> it shows up here. So you started to feel um, energy here. You, you felt negative energy here. Yeah. Here, um, uh, what would he do that made you feel emotion like he was emotionally unavailable to you? Um, so he likes to deal with things on his own. Um, that was the reason that he left. That he wants to deal with something on his own. Um, and I would always have to push the conversations. Um, yeah. So and. When I would try, he just wouldn't, like, open up or, you know. Um. Has anyone ever dealt with an emotionally unavailable partner? Um, and it always works when we push them, right? <laughs> <laughs> it works so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long were you guys together? Uh, about two years. Two years. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a sweeping generalization and guess that you were in a, mostly in a relationship with what was in your imagination. Because someone who's emotionally unavailable is not meeting you halfway. We go into the world looking for love and we think that we're looking for what we saw in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> that messed all of us up. You complete me. Nobody completes you. A relationship with two half people trying to complete each other is called codependence. <laughs> to be in a healthy relationship, you have to be a whole and complete person meeting up with a whole and complete person. And for this guy, you, I promise you, do not want to be with someone who hasn't figured out how to be whole and complete. Because no man, woman, anybody who was whole would be in a relationship for two years and be emotionally unavailable to you. But I think a lot of those things you know. In your heart of hearts, right here, you know, what was his name, Gary? <laughs> he feels like a Gary, we're gonna call him Gary. Um, Gary, he <laughs> wasn't right for you. Gary would not appreciate the fact that your glasses match your skirt, match your shoes. <laughs> so more important than Gary and why he's an idiot and why he wasn't meant for you, he's on his own journey, let him, like, give him up to God, it's fine. Mm -hmm. What does the future look like for you? No, I'm asking. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, can you tell me? Uh, <laughs> so are you hoping to find love? Yes. Okay, and what is that, how does that manifest in your life right now? Like, what are you actively doing? Oh, I'm doing nothing right now because this is recent. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Oh, so it's new. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe like three weeks ago. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, let me give you... Then I'm, we're just going to draw out the next six months for you. Right. <laughs> I don't want you to look at another peen for, <laughs> honestly, a year. Yeah, honestly. Right. Yeah. Because here is my thing. And I know this because I have been with two men. <laughs> So I have a lot of wisdom, but I feel like, I ask someone who's been with more, I feel like they would agree. Um, we don't attract into our lives what we want. We attract into our lives what we are. We attract into our lives what we are. 
So if you go out into the world and you start looking for love, you are going to attract someone at a very similar vibrational level to you right now. Right now you are hurt, disappointed, right? What else? Sad. Sad. Yeah. Right. You're all of these different feelings that you have going on. And you can put on a, a cute skirt and you can go out in the world and you can go meet someone, but you are going to attract someone that is some version of what you are right now. So if you want to attract someone amazing, become someone amazing. If you want to attract a whole and complete person, do your fucking therapy. Do your work. Figure yourself out. Go to Greece, maybe. I don't, I'm serious. Like, go, go travel. Go see the world. Become an interesting person. Do interesting things. The craziest shit happens when you go do that. You meet other people who are doing the same thing. I don't think that you go out in the world looking for love. I think you go out in the world because you love yourself and you find people who are the same way. So a year, <laughs> but it's like the year of you. Yeah. It's the year of you, it's figuring out who you are, what do you love. It's also staring in a mirror and being very honest about how you contributed to this thing. Because let me ask you something I asked earlier in, in the night. When did you know, in your heart of hearts, that Gare Bear <laughs> wasn't emotionally available to you? Um, probably in the beginning. In yeah, the beginning. Like a month. A month in. So what did you tell yourself to convince yourself to stay in it? That it will get better. That it will get better. Okay, here's the thing I want you to hear. Like, really look me in the eye right now. When someone tells you who they are, believe them. You have a, you have an incredible imagination. You're creative. I'm literally looking at you, I can tell. Pink, 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 blue nail polish. Do you, are you a reader? Are you a book nerd? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I can tell. Takes one to know one, okay? So um, you have an idea in your head of what love looks like, of what romance looks like. I want you to work on giving that to yourself. Take yourself on an adventure. When you see an opportunity, when something looks exciting, you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Do it for the plot point. <laughs> Do it for this chapter of your life. You have to figure out who you are. And you have to love yourself so much that you would never let anyone else into the romance novel of your life who didn't deserve to be there. Okay? Fuck Gary. <laughs>
Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.